Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't know, man. I don't think I ever get tired of this intro music. I'm sorry. Some people be hating on it. Today, we are going to talk about one position that the Cowboys need to attack to round out this roster. I mean, we can talk about many other positions. But I want to focus on this one specific one. We got a bunch of free agents still out there. I got one player. One player that will be an A-plus addition all the way around. If you're not into the other approach we talked about yesterday. So stick around for that. Plus, in the roundup, Dallas, they continue to add to this roster. They're they're re-signing some guys. We we got a long snapper in the building because, you know, the Cowboys were in the market. For that, plus we have an update on Big Hank. And I got to press this button because it's not like it's a, it's a great update, but it is an update. And that'll lead us into today's show. So it uh, should be an easy one. should be a, a fairly quick show. And I can say that with some confidence because that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but if you want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. Make sure y'all call in. Let me know what y'all think about today's uh, show and uh, what's going on. In the Cowboys world. So what's up, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! What it is, what it do. I see, you know, I looked in the chat when I'm when I'm in the back. I'll be I'm back here, group. When I'm in the back and um I saw DeAndre Hopkins' name pop back up because apparently the Cardinals lowered their asking price. Look, y'all. I'm greedy. I, I'm very greedy when it comes to the Cowboys pushing these chips all in and and getting all the players in the world. But y'all don't really think the Cowboys can go out here and, and trade more fifth and sixth round picks for DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like we're good, right? Like we we straight at, at the wide receiver position in regards to veteran guys like a D Hop. Like that, let's not get our hopes up. We we got Brandon Cooks, who I think is a fantastic fit. Uh I just don't see DeAndre Hopkins actually happening. So I'm not even putting myself in that in that mind frame, but are you? And I already see it here, Captain America. Trade Gallup in the fifth for DeAndre Hopkins. You like one of millions of Cowboy fans that are, are thinking in that in that way. Prior to Brandon Cooks, maybe that's something I would think about. Since Brandon Cooks, guys and ladies. I think we're good to go here. I think we're good to go at wide receiver. Uh, I think they, they're going to turn their focus into just rounding out this roster. We did, though. We did get, we kind of got swerved a little bit. I want to say swerved. They cleared all this cap space, and we were saying, what's this for? Is it another big move? We can have some fun with Bobby Wagner. But in reality, it, it was likely just to sign these little free agents uh, and then to have some cap space in case they did want to make another move. But I don't think it's going to be at... I don't think it's going to be at wide receiver. I don't think it'll be at wide receiver. Hey, in the roundup, we do got some details, though, on the contracts the Cowboys uh, did just sign. So let's, let's get into that. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! 
time. It's time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yeah. See, we'll not act as cowboy fans, man. <laughs> we start, we start acting like the rest of these franchises that's out here making these moves, and we, we'll not act. We hit Jello beats. Holla at me. <laughs> I feel you though. I'll fail you. Shit, we ain't done this in a long time. Give me everybody. The Cowboys continue to add or re-sign some of their guys back in one being Tack McKinley, right? Tack, we say one of our guys, but Tack didn't play last year. He was he was signed when the Cowboys were dealing with some injuries at the position. Wasn't sure what we we're going to do with Mike, uh, Micah Parsons and guys getting dinged up. And the defense was going through it around that middle to towards the end of the season. They decided to bring back Tack McKinley. One of Dan Quinn's guys, right? He drafted Tack in Atlanta. My thought process on this, because he never got a chance to, to, to play, is that I think Dan Quinn wants to see Tack get a chance to compete in these camps and then reevaluate him from there. I will say this about the defense and position. Yeah, we got Micah, right? And yeah, we might not have a bunch of Micahs, but they they got talent at the position. They got some guys that have been proven in this league at the position. Obviously, D-Law and Micah are your top two. And and I know Micah's a linebacker slash and whatever you want to call him. Edge, whatever you want to call him. Doesn't it feel like the room is pretty crowded, though? You can always get better. You can always add in a guy in the draft or whatnot. But I'm starting to wonder now, and again, this is, we're in March, we're talking, we're thinking, just throwing things out. I'm starting to wonder if they look at the defensive end room for 2023 as kind of settled. Meaning, unless like a Nolan Smith falls or the cat that uh, the draft analyst mocked to the Cowboys from Northwestern, I believe it was. I can't see the Cowboys making that move. Now, Tack didn't change anything. But they did re-sign Dante Fowler. They still have Sam Williams, Micah Parsons, D-Law, uh, Tack McKinley, uh, Dorrance Armstrong. Got a lot of bodies at the defensive end room. So I wonder if they're going to attack this position anymore in the top 100 via the draft or likely wait till they get around mini cams, get some more cheap free agents. But it's a crowded room. It's not a room with a lot of young guys for the future. So they could still grab somebody to develop. But, hey, if you had to line up and go play, the Cowboys can line up and go play right now. And that's what they do. That's their that's their moniker. They try to line up and be able to play prior to going into the draft. They wouldn't be able to line up and go play if they didn't have a long snapper. And the Cowboys signed a long snapper. And I don't even know if I'm saying this dude's name right. Trent Siege, formerly of the Raiders, 27 years old. He'll be 28 years old. He'll be the youngest... <laughs> He'll be the youngest long snapper the Cowboys had since LP Latisseur was 27-28, and that was a while ago. So he played 80 games for the Raiders, and he was rewarded with a three-year deal back in 2021. Well, Scott, why did they cut him? Well, the Raiders brought in a new long snapper who played for the Raiders' new special teams coach, and usually these special teams... Coaches like to have their guys, especially when it's a, a specialty position like that. So they signed the former 
Denver Broncos long snapper for the former Denver Broncos special team coach. Thus, cutting their long snapper. Very similar to Bones Fossil. Bones Fossil brought in his guys when he got here to Dallas. Nothing different. Um, According to .com, he he didn't have any errant snaps, any bad snaps or anything like misfractions or anything like that. So, seems like a good long snapper. And long snappers just need to not mess up. That's all I really care about. And, of course, Dallas was in the long snapper market because they lost their guy. Bones lost his guy. So, Trent Siege, along with the rest of these guys, Edoja and Rojo, they pretty much got the same deal. One year, $1.2 million, but they will only count $940,000 on the cap. So, you're looking at probably roughly $3 million for all three of these guys. Dallas still has a ton of cap space to do whatever they want to do. Plus, they'll get the $10, $11 million for Ezekiel Elliott after June 2nd. So, they're in, they're in good shape cap-wise for 2023, um, and they can do whatever they want. If they want to take their approach of all-in and go get another big fish, they can. If they want to sign some more quality guys that might cost you, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars, they can. And we'll talk about a few of those in a second. And then finally in the roundup, was uh, scouring Twitter and, and came across this tweet from Brian Broadus when one of the fans had asked about Jonathan Hankins. Like, what's going on with Jonathan Hankins? And he said, quote, you know, he's dragging his feet on a possible signing. He's just not interested in signing right now. Now, there's a lot you can take from that, right? I mean, I don't think he's not interested in playing for Dallas. I just think he's just waiting out either a his market or saying, look, I know where my market stands. I know I'm not going to get the, the the top end amount of money. And I also know I may not want to be a part of these mini camps <laughs> because he's going to be a 31 year old defensive tackle, been around the league. Some of these veterans, it'd be like that. Uh, but we don't know the real details of why Jonathan Hankins is is, is, is dragging his feet right now. What that does for Dallas, though, is it gives them an opportunity to look elsewhere. And there are a ton of guys if they want to look elsewhere. And we'll get into some of that. But I would love to, and I should have reached out to B. I reached out to him the other day about something else. I should have asked him specifically about this. Like, what does this mean? I can't imagine that that Jonathan Hankins is looking at this Cowboys team, Dan Quinn, this defense is saying, ah, I'm good. I don't like this situation. I feel like he likes this situation. He, we saw how important he was. Maybe, we're just talking, maybe he knows how important he was to the Cowboys and said, well, I'm going to up my price. You know? We don't know what the real speculation is. I'm curious, though. Uh, what is is your thoughts on this dragging his feet for one, Jonathan Hankins. Rolo said Hank is going to going on a Zeke Cabo diet. No, we don't need him to do that. We need Hank to we need grease sweating up out of his out of his belly. We don't we don't need him to lose any weight. He can do that when he retires. T Dub is saying it's a more money type of thing. Could be, could be. Uh, Trip says if we pass on Wagner, 
Obi goes to the Niners and crushes us. Trips, trips, trips. Wagner plus Warner is war World War II. Oh, that'd be dope. WW2, that'd be dope. Uh man. That'd be crazy. You know, if he stays in the in the NFC West, right? From Seattle to LA to the Niners. Wherever Wagner goes, I think he's going to be extremely productive for that team and he's going to help him. Uh now, he he's only a linebacker, so it's not like he could make the entire team go from five wins to ten wins, but he's gonna help that unit. That's for damn sure. All right, we're talking about Wagner in the chat. Greg says something about Lamar Lamar Jackson and Washington. I don't know. If it happens, we'll talk about it. But uh Trey said, drag your feet and these teams will spend up that money. For sure. But I think he's looking at it. Well, I look, we're just talking. I think he knows his market. I don't think he... Do we think he can get anything more than a two, three million dollar contract? I, I feel like no. But if he thinks so, then he, you know, yeah, they're going to spend that money, Trey, for sure. And he ain't going to have no money to go get a five, six million dollar deal. 6081 boy asked about Deion Jones. He was a guy we talked about when we did the Catboy criteria. I, I Look. When we talk about rounding out this roster, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to feature the defensive tackle position because Jonathan Hankins, you know, nugget dropped this morning. But, but linebacker is another one. And that's something I kind of wanted y'all to kind of call in or, or chat about. Linebacker, offensive line, and defensive tackle are, are the three positions that I had as these kind of leftover positions the Cowboys uh, need to attack. Look, Leighton Van Der Esch resigning, kudos, especially since it's for nothing. He's a hurt guy, though. Micah doesn't play much linebacker anymore. Damone Clark, Jabro Cox, and Devin Harper. That's all you got. You don't have a lot of experience. You got a lot of question marks, and you got a lot of hope. Like, we hope that XYZ can step up, but we don't know, right? Uh, we don't know. We're, we're hopeful with the Damone Clark. We're hopeful for Jabro Cox. We're hopeful with the Devin Harper. Hell, we're even hopeful that LVE stays healthy. That's something he, he's not known to do. So I feel like linebacker, not saying it's the number one need or anything like that, but it, it's, a, it's a situation in free agency where I think they need to continue to look into, uh, whether it be a Deion Jones or, or somebody lesser than a Deion Jones. Deion Jones is not coming here to be a special teams player, you know? And we kind of, you know, I said something about Jabril, or not Jabril Cox, about um, Jalen Tobert. I said, hey, look, I'm willing to go get one of these receivers to take another year of development for Jalen Tober. So if you get a Brandon Cooks, Jerry, Judy, DeAndre Hopkins or whatever, and you say, well, Scott, that's going to hinder Jalen, whatever. I'm trying to win this thing in the next year or two. I feel the same way about, it sucks. I like Damone Clark more than Jalen Tober, but I feel the same way about Damone Clark. You get a Bobby Wagner or if, if a Deion Jones comes in here and beats out a, a Damone Clark, and it's kind of going to put him on the back burner for another year. So be it. I'm, I'm trying to win this thing. And if that player is better than a young player, then it is what it is. Or as my guy says, it is what it is. It is what it is. Trying to win a ring. Trying to win a ring. The same thing applies for these defensive tackles. The Cowboys don't have right now more than one of those bigger defensive tackles on this team. They don't have more than one of those run-stopping type of defensive tackles 
on this team. And this leads me into, and I got to mute you here, DJ. I'll get to you in a little bit. This, this leads me into the personnel moves that the Cowboys need to continue to make. And the, the, the number one is defense attack, right? And since day one, man, when Dan Quinn got here and we were doing investigations of Dan Quinn, what are the positions that he valued? Safety, defense tackle. He attacked both of those things head on. Here's what Dan Quinn has done since he's been in Dallas with the defensive tackle position, specifically run-stopping type dudes. He signed Brent Urban right away. He drafted a pure nose tackle in Quentin Bohanna. First time the Cowboys drafted a pure nose tackle in like 20 years. Drafted another one the next year, Big Country, John Ridgeway, no longer here, but you get the point. They showed interest in that same draft year in Jordan Davis. So, you know, I'm not saying if he failed or they take him, but he was in for a 30 visit. They don't just do those lightly. So there was real interest in a, a nose tackle in round one. And then obviously they signed Jonathan Hankins uh, in the middle of the season. So if we read between the lines, if we read the tea leaves, which really ain't going to take much reading, it shows you that that position is either next up to be fulfilled or potentially will be drafted in the draft at some point. And if you're one of those who, I don't really care for a defensive tackle in the top 100. I don't care. Sign me another veteran that can play that role. And let's, let's continue to do what we've been doing. Kind of just throwing random bodies at the situation. Random veterans. One year. And then we'll talk about it again next year. I present to you a ton of these dudes that can do that. Nothing wrong with that thought. If you're, hey, we'll just just get me a couple couple vets. Can play a specific role, and let's try to win this thing. And then we'll we'll deal with that defensive position the next year. There's a, there's a handful of dudes still out there, man, including Jonathan Hankins. We did our Catboy Criteria show, and Ashawn Robinson was the first guy we talked about. The first guy we talked about. Ashawn Robinson, 6'4", 330, still a guy that has it as a defensive tackle that can play the run very well. Now, if you missed that show, I urge you to go back and watch, but a specialty player, not a guy that, you know, I'm looking to, to be a pass rusher, but a guy that can take on double teams, a guy that can play the run. And he got a little versatility to him too. In L.A., they ran kind of a multiple defense, and he played a lot of that five tech, so he dealt with some tackles. Throughout his career, though, he's been an interior type of dude. 6'4", 330, he got the size, he's got the experience. He's been one of the more productive run stoppers in the last, like, five years. I'm not saying he's an elite guy, but he's likely, if you were to sign him, not even likely. If you were to sign him, he'd be your best run defender on the, on the defense not counting like a Micah Parsons or DeMarcus Owens, but it'd be a best run defending defensive tackle. Let me say that. Easily. Easily. So, Ashawn Robinson would be fantastic. Here's the thing, though. I believe he just had a visit. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cowboy. Didn't he just have a visit with the Giants? Huh? Yeah. I believe he had a visit with the Giants. So, I don't think this is a situation where 
Jonathan Hankins situation where he's like, I I'm cool. I'm just going to chill. A-Shot trying to get his bread now. And I don't know if Dallas wants to get into a bidding war. According to Spotrack and according to PFF, his market value is in that 2 to $3 million range. One year, two, $3 million. So it's not like he's going to get paid a lot. But historically speaking, even under Dan Quinn, Dallas hasn't paid a ton of money to that position. Oh, that thought. Al Woods, another veteran defensive tackle, 6'4", 330 pounds, one of the more underrated run guys uh, for the better part of the last half decade. It was with Seattle recently, had some solid years. Seattle wasn't great on defense last year, uh, decided to move forward. He's older, 36 years old, but, but 12 tackles for loss in the last three seasons, uh, about 10 times more than Jonathan Hankins has had in that same time span. Like we're, we're big on Hank because we've had Hank, but our woods is a little bit older. If just as good, if not better. I mean, if you look at statistics, you would say he's been better than Jonathan Hankins, but just older. So he's another guy. I don't think it's going to cost you a lot, a little long in the tooth. But if you're, if your thought process is throw a veteran at the position, draft a guy in the fifth, sixth round and, continue to go through this you know hamster wheel here you go al woods a sean robinson draft a guy in the fifth or sixth round see what happens puna ford interesting cat man puna ford 511 3 310 he's like the el what is it elvis doomerville of defensive tackles my man is built like a small suv but he, but he packs a punch, man. Packs a punch. He didn't have a great year in 2022. I actually played with Al Woods. But he, he's been a productive player for the most for the most part, right, in his career. I just don't think he's a, a Dan Quinn fit. But, I, but I'd be remiss if I didn't include Puna Ford. Puna, he's going he to go to somebody's team. He'll play a role, and I think he'll be solid. Uh, I feel like, who's the other Reed? Was it J. Ron Reed who went to Kansas City and was solid? I think he was in Kansas City, yeah. Something like that could happen for Puna Ford. He goes to a team. You don't really think about him until you, you actually look up like, oh, he actually been productive for this squad. But I don't think he's a Dan Quinn fit. Akeem Hicks. We talked about him as well. 6'5", 324, without a shadow of a doubt. A, a Dan Quinn fit if you're looking for the big sloppy one tech that can push the pocket a little bit. That's Akeem Hicks. Now, he's past his prime. He's also about 32, 33, something like that. Might, might even be over. I don't know. But he, he's in his on the other side of 30. Played with the Bucks last year. Kind of a hurt guy. You know, he gets hurt. But if you're looking for, again, a veteran to just throw out there, fill that roster hole, and then go into the draft and take another young guy and come in and compete on day three as a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder, these are the type of guys that you can do that with. Most of these guys are, are Dan Quinn fits, whereas Puna Ford to me is, uh, we'll see. But the next guy, the next guy is an ideal fit, no matter where this dude goes, in my opinion. But before we get to him, if you haven't been an ideal fit in a particular area, I got, I got some solutions for you, man. Got some solutions for you, man. Boston Scientific help you out. If you're one of 39 million men that suffer from ED, Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. 
To get started, head on over to edcure.org. You take the quiz, you learn the severity or risk of ED, and if you got a condition that puts you at a risk, they got customized content for you. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist, browse the list of the experienced physicians in the area, and visit edcure.org. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Do it live. I see Shelby Harris's name popping up here in the chat. I feel like Shelby Harris is more of a three tech, right? Like we're we're looking for guys who are run defenders or or guys who can can be uber productive in both. Got a guy for you here in a second, but um, before we get to my next and, 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 and last guy. Let's hit these phone lines. Let's talk to DJ. What's good with you, brother? Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Scott. Dang, man, I was I was wondering. I want to know who the last person is, though. I'm about to get to it. Look, I got it. Look, when you do what I do, we got to <laughs> tease it a little bit. You know what I'm <laughs> I got to keep you on the hook. It might change my whole phone call, dog. Damn. Oh, okay. uh, but that's perfect. Right. That's perfect, actually. <laughs> what you think? Um, yeah, but I, I I think the big thing is with Hankins. You know, I've been on I've been on the Hankins train, man. I have been. Um, now, whether it's a money thing, if he wants multiple years, or, or whatever. What is? What, how old is he exactly? Is he thirty yet? Yeah, yeah. He'll be thirty-one this season. Actually, 31. 31. This I, I, think so this, I think this summer. Yeah, I think it'll be 31 this summer. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, he, he's not terribly old, right? But he, no, he, no, no, no. he he's getting up there. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think if you can't work something out for whatever reason, which I think – I think it, it would almost be I would I don't want to say egregious, right? But it's one of those things like man, just if you got to pay an extra million or so, because I mean, even if he's asking for more, he can't be asking like he's still a, a reasonable door. His agent should at least still be reasonable. It's not like he's coming out here asking for eight million dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, if you. he was, I don't think I don't think it's a money. It could be. I don't. I, we're speculating, but I don't think it's a money issue because I think he understands his market is not extreme. This isn't 2017 when he got that contract with the Colts. Mm-hmm. That's that's gone. Mm-hmm. That's gone. So I mean, whatever it is that's kind of holding things up, unless he's just kind of you know trying to be be play hardball or whatever, and be like ah, I don't know, and then he's going to end up taking it anyway. But like this, just kind of fulfill whatever he wants. If the man wants two years, like I'm comfortable with that, right? Or a two or three year contract, like I'm comfortable with that. And then we can reevaluate, uh, we reevaluate things later. But you now, know, just kind of make sure you get. That's interesting, DJ. Because I didn't think of it. I didn't think of the years. That is very interesting. I was thinking of the actual dollars. The years mm-hmm. is something that I don't think the Cowboys are willing to do at that position, right? Uh, historically, they, again, they they, wrote, they they put on a hamster wheel. 
All right, Jonathan Hankins, Brent Urban, draft a, draft a fifth, sixth rounder that we're not really looking at as to be that dude. Just continue to, you know, if we want to go further back, the, the Haytons and the McLeans, and the, we can go on and on, Ken Bishops and Coleman's, and they just mm. rotate this position. They don't really care to, to invest in it long term. So maybe that is something. Maybe they don't want to invest a two- or three-year deal in, in, in a uh, Jonathan Hankins. Well, and, and I guess that, that was my point. Because Usually you don't. But everybody knows, both sides know, what it was before he got here and what it was after. And, again, if you want to reevaluate this later on, if it's starting to show, like his age is starting to show and he's starting to, his production starting to fall off, then cool. But at the same time, like, what he did for you was night and day difference. It's not like he came in and he, and he was cool in what he did. Like, the whole defense as far as the run, run D got better. This is true. So, yeah, yeah, if you got a better guy, then sure. But there you, you did it. You got him, and it was still such a big difference. So yeah. I, I think that no, it's not no matter what, but it's one of those, like, if the man's asking for some things, I think he's earned the right to get those things. I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of siding with Hankins on this if, it, if it's coming down to him versus the team kind of thing. I'm actually siding with the, the team. I mean – there's, I just listed, or I mean, I just showed you a bunch of defensive tackles that have historically been really good run stoppers that'll either probably be cheaper or just about as much, and you don't got to invest long term in them. So I don't see the need to to be pressed to sign Jonathan Hankins with all these guys out there. I see the need to be pressed to sign a guy like Jonathan Hankins. You feel me? Two separate things. I don't feel the need to be pressed to sign him back specifically, but they should be pressed to sign a guy like it. And I think the Cowboys are just like, man, if you look at the, the, the market with those type of dudes, there's just a handful of them out there. And then if I feel like if they miss, they'll just go back into the draft. So I, I don't think they need to really invest more than, you know, what they would normally uh, invest for, for Hankins because he is, he is one-dimensional and he's a good one-dimensional. But if, if I'm going to pay a couple extra dollars for, for that position, he ain't the guy I'm going to do it for. I got the guy for you. Fair, fair, fair. I, I guess my whole thing is is that the money, and we're talking about millions of dollars, right? But <laughs> it's the world we're in. But the money is so minimal. That, well, yeah, we're talking about the Cowboys. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sway me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't sway me because, I mean, it's a difference of $1.5 million, $2 million at the max, right? Like he was wanting four and they're willing to offer him two. Or, you know, it's, it's a – you know, a, a two-year contract versus a year. I'm like, if it's just that, in my head, and maybe it's just me because this is all subjective, right, but it, it's so small. I'm like, hey, just give it no, Like, I get that this is a guy that you want to win the deal on. And and kudos to them for, for making it this guy. Like, finally, we're here to trying to win the deal. This would be the guy that you win the deal. But I'm even still like, hey, don't worry about winning the deal because it's such a minimal thing that it – it's not going to hamper you from still signing another guy. It's also like not, you can still sign all three. See, I'm playing devil's advocate oh, to you. It's not going to hamper you to go look at other guys too, though. Like that, like you're yeah, you're exactly. looking at it like on one side of Jonathan Hankins, right? But there are a bunch mm-hmm. of Jonathan Hankins out there. Is what I'm saying. So I, I, no, I, don't, I get why why would they feel pressed? Especially if he's yeah. dragging his feet. Especially yeah. if he's like, I don't want to sign right now. Okay, cool. 
We that means we know you'll be around, and when you're ready to talk uh, contract, holla at us, and, and, and let's see what happens. Until then, let me go investigate, you know, with these other guys and see what we can come up with. And if we if we fall flat on our face here, or we don't like what we see, we can pick up the phone and holla at you. But the the the, the supply and demand, right? It's supply and demand. I, I don't think he has a bunch of leverage right now. I think he knows that. I think Dallas is like, look, this is a position we've historically grabbed dudes for for minimal money, and there's a bunch of guys out there. So I I don't think it's a big deal that he hasn't been signed yet. It will be a big deal if they said we're going to ignore it. Period. Heading into the draft, that that's the bigger deal. Fair. And, and since you say it like that, I guess we don't. We're not necessarily disagreeing. We're just taking different points. Like. I guess we're yeah, saying the same thing. You're pro like, player. You're, you're pro player right now, and, 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 I, and I get yeah. it. You're thinking about the player, and I totally get it. But I don't necessarily think that's out. He's out of the picture. I just think again, there's so so many other guys out here that you can you can go sign. Is you know whatever, right? But if they don't address this period, then 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 it's a bit of a concern. Yeah, because the last thing I'll let you go, brother, is like the the and contracts close. for these guys are so minimal. They can literally sign like three or four of these guys. They won't, right? Because that would be just overkill. But you can literally sign almost every dude that you mentioned and still get away with it and still have money for pretty much everything else that you need at this point. Like all of these guys are, are a million and a half to $3 million guys, and you can sign pretty much all of them and still have money left over to still go get other people. Yeah. Once again, the only thing is the money. You know, it's not just the money. You got money, yeah. you got years, you got roster, you got. Uh, uh, depth. It's, it's it's more that's into it, man. But appreciate the call, DJ. For sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't think Cowboys tripping right now. I I don't want to get into that. I mean, there's a there's a handful of these dudes. But the dude, if you wanted to spend a little bit more money, and I don't even know if it, if it's going to cost you as much it might as it might have cost last year uh, when he signed when he re-signed with his former team. And that guy that I'm talking about, and I don't give a damn if he's long in the tooth. I don't care if he's if he's older, um, if he was, was let go, whatever. I'm talking about Calais Campbell. And y'all know, for the last two seasons, I've been trying to get this goddamn old man here in Dallas. Been trying to get him here in Dallas. We did a whole show last year talking about how Calais Campbell could fit how, you know, they signed a similar guy in, in regards to size uh, and, and versatility in a Brent Urban, right? Only to not really address it in free agency the next year and then figure out, oh, snap, we messed up. Uh, let's go get a Jonathan Hankins. They drafted a 6'6 kid who was a interior guy can do some did some de things in arkansas let him go oh snap we messed up let's go get jonathan ankins clayus campbell a lot of people say oh he's old he is he's 36 but he still can play and if you're in the pff grades i always have to say that because not everybody's into pff grades if you're in the pff grades his run grade of 71 last year would only be second to micah parsons of all the guys in the front seven so he can defend the run. Don't get it twisted. He's 6'8", 307. He's, a, he's still a tank. And he still can play. 36 tackles. He had six sacks last year. Four tackles for loss. Two forced fumbles. 14 quarterback hits. 36 pressures. 16. He can still play. It gives you 
that versatility that we talked about. He can do some five tech things. He can line up right over the center. He can shade to the left or right to play one tech, three tech, whatever you want to do across that line. Calais Campbell can do it. And he's another one of those interior defenders that knows how to defend the run. This is something that we talked about when we did the breakdown of the, of the defensive tackles. It's one thing to draft a big country and to draft a Quentin Bohanna and then throw them out there for 15 to 20 snaps early in their career as fifth, sixth round guys, as rookies, and say, go play the run. But remember, they're fifth, sixth round guys. They are learning how to defend the run in the NFL, and they're not one of them ones. They aren't one of those top round one or two guys. So it's going to take them some time to learn how to defend the run at a high level. You ain't got to worry about that with a lot of these veterans. You damn sure ain't got to worry about it with the Calais Campbell. And Dan Quinn loves versatility. Dan Quinn loves to put Osa out at five tech, slide Neville Gallimore out there, put you know D-Law inside. He loves to do all this moving around. Calais Campbell played up and down line of scrimmage his entire career. And he still has that agility, that mobility to, to play the games that Dan Quinn likes to play up front. He can loop. He can be the stuntman. He can get free. He's still got a motor. Don't get it twisted. He might be 36. But he's been able to take care of his body and keep himself in good shape to the point that he's playing 14, 15 games still. And not like, oh, well, Sky is only playing 15 snaps. No, sir. No, sir. He played 14 games last year, y'all. And in all but one of those games, he played 30 or more snaps. Calais Campbell still got it. He's been to the top as an all-pro. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's one of the most respected players in the National Football League. Michael Parsons absolutely Loves Calais Campbell. I think he would help out everybody on that defensive side of the room. And if you're trying to load up, you're saying, you know, look, I, look I'll draft me a defensive tackle, one tech in the fifth, sixth, seventh round again, and I'll go sign me a veteran. I can't think of a better veteran than Calais Campbell. I like Sean Robinson. I like Akeem Hicks. I like all these guys. But, but what he brings to the table, both on the field, off the field, the versatility, I think he'd be a fantastic get. Now, is he going to be $1.5 million? Probably not. He's likely probably going to be out of Catboy's range. But if you're willing to come a little bit higher, we're just talking to DJ, right? DJ said, ah, pay the $4 million. Pay the, pay the couple extra bucks to bring back Jonathan Ankins. Nah, this is the guy I would pay the extra bucks to bring in to fill that final piece heading into the draft, if we're being completely honest. That is the one gaping hole on this defense is an interior defender who can play the run. The beautiful thing about Calais, though, is he can get after the pass rush, after the passer, too. Had a down year in sacks two years ago, came back and got you six this year with two forced fumbles. Six foot eight, he's going to be hard to throw over. He's smart, he's intelligent. He knows if I don't get there, put my hands up, he'll bat the ball down. This guy's 36. He's 36 and he can still play. Don't believe me? Let's go watch him. Let's go watch him. We, we, we are talking about one tech defense. He can play all the line of scrimmage. 
We are talking about a run-stopping guy, though, right? So if if you are concerned about a Calais Campbell, I can give you a bunch of concerns about all of the damn one techs. I can. I, I can give you concerns about everybody. I just think when it comes to floor and ceiling of the veterans, I think he gives you one of the highest floors and he gives you one of the highest ceilings because he presents a pass rush ability. Dude almost has 100 sacks. Now, he's played a long time, but he almost has 100 sacks. He's had like 90-something sacks, 99, 99 and a half sacks. He'll get 100 sacks, and he'll probably go into the Hall of Fame at some point. He might not go right away, but not many interior guys are going into the uh, not going into the Hall of Fame with 100 sacks. All-decade team, pro bowler, all-pro. I think Calais Campbell would be a fantastic get. We're adding these veteran guys, the Brandon Cooks, the Stephon Gilmore's. Why not? Why not Calais Campbell? Tell me why not Cowboys Nation if you're not with it. Los, why not Calais Campbell, man? Hey, you know what? I, I think it's because uh, I think uh, Jones is still a little blind out there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he saw him. But um, my quick point, Scott, is like I told you two weeks ago or a while back, is it's been a while since the Cowboys had a legit defensive tackle correct and i think one of the key things that's missing in this defense is a good run stuffer and there's a there's there's still good respectable out there free agents and everything but i feel like if cowboys don't pull the trigger in the second or third round you might miss the opportunity to get a defensive tackle and i just want to know your opinion on that guy because you really do you think dan quinn is going to go in his draft room in the early rounds and be like hey you know what, what this Cowboys team would need is, is, is a good, you know, one of those MFers, you know, that yeah. can help me get this run game, you know, in legit and help Parsons, you know, do his thing. So do you think he has the power to say that in the locker room with these two years that he has done with the Cowboys? Feels or do you like think it. the it's going to go Mike McCarthy offensive, like wide receivers, tight end, offensive lineman. Oh, I think because I mean, I think they'll both have go, a say. I think they'll both have a say, and there's a board that Will McClay will have a board, and they'll get you know to that pick, and they'll pick best player available like they usually do early, like round one. But but he 100. percent I mean, it's clear. Like I just listed, Brent Urban, Bo Hanna, Ridgeway, Hankins. They show interest in Jordan Davis. These things weren't happening before Dan Quinn, so he's got power at that position. Does he have power to take one, you know, round one or two? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think he might because if you're looking into a Jordan Davis, you know, seriously, he might have that power. It's a matter of if they want to pull that trigger and where that that player falls on their board. But if they say scratch that, we don't want to take one in the top 100, then I feel like they got to go sign one of these guys. And you got a lot of background gotcha. noise happening, bro. Gotcha, Sky. And yeah, that was my only thing, Sky. Like, I mean, it's been a while since we drafted a guy that developed to a stud, or it's been a while since we signed a free agent that's been a stud. So, in that position, so Leroy, let's see what Leroy we can do Glenn. about it. Yeah. yeah. And and last thing but not least is, you know, there's still the in my opinion, I feel like if you get past that third round, you're talking about or hit or miss on the defensive tackle. So that's why I say second or third round. And that's all. That's all I got to say, Sky. Peace. Salute. Yeah, we listed, we listed, and I, and I still got the list up, actually. Uh, a lot of the stud defensive tackles that are either 
just 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 studs, right? Just just dudes, whether they're dudes in the run game, dudes in the pass rush game, or dudes, period. Doesn't matter what you want to label them as. And, and the Jones, the Simmons, Vita Veyas, Quentin Williams, Dexter Lawrence, DeForest Buckner, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Christian Wilkins, Dalvin Thompson, Ed Oliver. All these guys were drafted in the first day or two, right? And then the Hargraves and Readers and and other guys that come along, Osa Digizuas. Uh, you know, they are they are three, four, five guys, but for the most part, yeah, I'm with you. I think you gotta go early. It doesn't mean you 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 have to go early if, if you want one of them. It doesn't mean you have to go early if you want to fill that position on your roster. You can do that with these veterans. And that's what the Cowboys have been doing. Five one eight. What's up? Five one eight, you live. Going once, going twice. So to seven one nine. What up, though? What's going on, Scott? What up? What up? This Mark. Yeah. Oh, I thought it said Mark. Mark, Morris. Right now. Mark. Yeah. Okay. What up, Mark? How you doing? Nah. I'm doing all right, man. This I, I talked to you last week on Friday. Okay. You made me platinum. Say again? You had the good call. I said you made me platinum. So you had the bad calls, and then I called in. It was my first time calling. Ah, that's right. That's right. You, you kind of got us back on track. Appreciate you, Mark. What up? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I was just, I, I, I wanted you to lock me in on this number. I called from my government phone. This is my, my personal. Gotcha. But that's why I didn't show up. Okay. Nah, but basically, basically what you were saying, man, like, I don't think, I think honestly, from what I've been hearing, man, they don't want that much for D Hop. Like they want maybe like a fifth or sixth round pick. Right. If we do that, that's that should make it where it wouldn't be hard to go ahead and get Calais. And then at that point, you got everything you need before the draft. Well, I mean, I don't even think we need to get D Hop to say you got everything you need before the draft. But 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 the defensive tackle spot is is just kind of that last, you know, flashing red light hole pre draft, I think. You know, there's other little small ones. There's depth at linebacker. You know what I'm saying? There's offensive line depth. But but the the, the big one, the blinking red light on your on your dashboard is one hundred percent defensive tackle. Well, I definitely agree with you with Calais because I mean, not only is he gonna be a stud on the field, even though he's older, but the dude's gonna be a stud off the field. I mean we have yes. that on the offensive side of the ball as a walking up table man of the year. Yep, and then and you got him on the defensive side. Yep. Exactly. So, but he's, he's a good dude. Again, he's one of the most respected dudes in the National Football League, man. He, he he is kind of the underrated face of the NFL. I mean, they 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 send Calais Campbell everywhere to represent the league. Yeah, and the Ravens didn't have anything bad to say about him. Like they released a, a long statement saying that they appreciated him for everything that he did. So, I mean, why why not jump on that? One hundred percent with you. I'm just hoping it's not like one of those. My grandma always used to say, "You study long, you study wrong." So, like, if if we wait too long, somebody else gonna pick them up. But I know they're trying to get things figured out and they're trying to prioritize things. But I still can't help but say, like, like I told you last week, it just feels different. And every day that goes by, I continue to feel the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Not not only the feel, but like I said yesterday with one of the callers. It, it technically is different 
because we never we haven't not never we haven't seen them do the Gilmore Cooks type of type of trades or moves or what have you since since Brandon Carr. Being honest, do you think this is more so like a Dan Quinn thing, or do you think it's a Mike McCarthy thing saying like, look, I got it, I'm on. You know, I'm I'm basically a lame duck, but if if y'all gonna say I gotta get up out of here, let me at least do it on my terms. I mean, I, I would imagine that they got something to do with it. I think the landscape of the NFL has something to do with it as well. I, you know, when I heard Jerry actually follow me here real quick, uh, I'm not sure if you follow wrestling, the wrestling industry. There's a thing that's taboo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big wrestling fan. Okay, so there's a thing that's ta that's taboo in the wrestling industry. You do not mention the other company, right? If you're WWE, you don't mention AEW. If you're AEW, you don't mention WWE. You get those shots, but you don't say their name. When Jerry Jones came out and said, ah, well, yeah, you know, the Eagles and the Niners and the Rams, the way they did this, blah, 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 they did all in and all that stuff. And then Steven Jones comes out and, well, the Rams went all in. You can tell that that weighed heavy on their heart. You can tell that they see these teams going out here, making these aggressive moves or, or, or being a little risky. They ain't going to go that risk, as risky as those teams, but being a little risky and they're being rewarded by it. I think that got to them a little bit. And they said, look, man, we got to do something. We won't go all the way in. We don't need to go far left, but we got to do something. And uh, I think these two moves are, are a byproduct of what the league has shown the Joneses, that you can't just draft and develop, and that's how we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, you need to do a little more. And it's crazy because it's like we were doing decent without even doing that. Now we're doing this, and it's not like people didn't want to play in Dallas. It was always like negotiations were started, and they didn't want to, they didn't want to put it over the top in order to make it, like, I guess, give in a little bit. Now it seems like they're doing that, and now we got we got some defense rosters. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 utilizing the other pillar of team building. You know, we talk about the three pillars: draft, free agency, and trade market. You can't lean on just one. You nine times out of ten got to use multiple uh, parts, if not all three. But you damn sure can't use just one. Exactly. Appreciate you. Well, I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time, man. I'm I'm like I said, I'm at the gym. I'm like on like on the Olympics right now, but. Yeah, most definitely, like, man. I'm, I'm really excited. And every day that goes by, man, I get even more excited. So, appreciate, right, appreciate you, Scott. Good call. Thanks, man. Uh, good call by Mark once again. But y'all feel me on the, uh, the, 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 I don't want to say the wrestling comparison, but I, I do think that the, the league, what's happening, especially within their division, especially seeing their division rival go to two Super Bowls in six years and win one, doing things like making trades and signing free agents, and being uh, aggressive or being risk adverse, like NFC. Matter of fact, not just not just their division rival, Rams, Eagles, Bucks, all have done that the last three seasons. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, who have had a good team, a good team, never really entered that arena to help put themselves over the top. I think Jerry and Steven finally came to the realization that you know we we can't we can't sit on the sidelines. But how do we do it in a way that we're not risking the future? Because that's something they'll they'll never 
it seems like they'll never do again. They'll never risk the future uh, for the for the present. And and we've been saying it for years. We don't want them to do the Ram. <laughs> we don't want them to be the Rams. We just, just need you to make a couple of these type moves. Now, listen, Chris. Chris just dropped one. Super chat. Chris said, $2 donation. Go get DeForest Buckner. I ain't reading that second, James Washington, but go get DeForest Buckner. Hey, dog. I mean, he making a lot of money, but it, but but I, I did hear that he's looking to move away from uh, Indianapolis. They, you know, the rebuilding over there. He wants to go play somewhere uh, where they can compete, and and that's where I think Dallas has the advantage to get these type of guys, not just Buckner, but some of these veterans who still got a lot left or some left and get a good year out of. They want to go play and compete. And if you look at the landscape of the NFC, the Packers, nope, Aaron Rodgers gone. Tampa, nope. Brady gone. The Niners, the Niners are always going to be competitive with Shanahan and they they, they retool. So the Niners are going to be they're going to be something to deal with. But you know, and the Cowboys is right there. Philly will be competitive again next year. They've been playing roster gymnastics with their their roster. Lose some guys, keep some guys. They'll they'll be competitive. But you look around the NFC, man. There's no reason why the Cowboys can't continue to add and be a force in the NFC. There's no reason why they can't do it. It's just a matter of if the Joneses decide to. So I'm going to try 518 one more time, see if he's coming through. 518, are you are you there? All right, 518, got to let you go. Let's get uh let's get 571 on the horn. What's good? Nice guy, how we doing? All right. Uh, this thing about getting a nose tackle, I, I'm definitely 100% with you on that because, like, that's four, like, four is... games, like, within our division is going to be predicated off of the run game anyway, so. Yeah. Is this Joe? I mean, just, yeah, this is Joe. Come on, dog. You got to let me know this Joe Sandberg. What's good, man? Uh, all and I'm doing good. Got my sleep in. Got my coffee. I'm ready to go. All right, man. What you got for us? My bad. I, I heard the voice. I'm like, this sounds familiar. This sounds peculiar. <laughs> yeah. So if you get yourself a nose tackle, you're ready to rock and roll for yeah. like for four games within your division. To be fair, so I would be like, if you can manage to get like the Force Buckner on a reduced deal and. <laughs> And also just trade away a little bit of something away. I think that'd be perfect. For entertainment purposes, I'm gonna go look at the Forrest Buckner. Right. And I'm gonna go see 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 or, what's what's popping there. But I whew, I doubt that one. Right. Or just a nose tackle in general. Right. That could do a little bit more than just be a trash can full of dirt. Yeah, and, and that and, really, and, and that's my thing, Joe. If you wanna just get a, a pure sweat pizza grease out they body 340 350 dude that's going to play 15 snaps 12 15 snaps i'm with y'all go go get that guy in the six or seventh round but if you want to get a dude you got to invest a little bit earlier than that or you got to go spend a little bit more than 1.2 million dollars like come on right 
so I would probably bring in like two like two defensive tackles, possibly bring Watkins back, and then maybe like bring like a like a yeah you give me oh, wow. whatever other like defensive tackle you want other than Watkins. Watkins, yeah. Then, well, I'll wait, I'll wait on Watkins. I'm, I'm trying to upgrade from. And look, this is not a knock on Watkins. I think Watkins over the last two years has has played above, above and beyond. Right? We I salute him, and if they brought him back, I would be fine with that. But I'm in the business of trying to get better. So, and I think there's better guys out there. And if you miss on those guys, and yeah, let's go bring Watkins back. But yeah, like get yourself a couple defensive tackles. Probably no tackles, and and then also get one of those premier linebackers. You don't have anything for sure at the linebacker position that's concrete that you're going to say like two or three years what what's landscape going to look like because you don't know how Demone Clark is necessarily going to hold up. Layton, same thing. Uh, thinking that way, you'd be be very competitive. Indeed, Joe. Indeed. I'm going to talk about this DeForest Buckner thing though, here in a second, but appreciate you calling in, man. No problem. Salute. I just looked over DJ drop one as well. I'm getting to these kind of early today. Super chat. He says, could you argue that the Cowboys were able to get Cooks cause, because they set the precedent for Amari? By trading him for a fifth last year, I think I think the two are different but the same. Whereas they're different in the sense of the the Texans are rebuilding. Cooks wants nothing to do with that. He wants out of there. Uh, it's a bad team looking to get to a good team to compete. Where Dallas is not rebuilding, they weren't looking to. Or Amari is not like he's not trying to leave Dallas because they suck and this and that. But what are the same is that they both were disgruntled for different reasons. Amari's disgruntled because his offensive coordinators are ridiculous. And then Cooks is disgruntled because his team sucks and he thought he was going to be a Cowboy earlier for a third-round pick. They bumped it up to a second. So, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a little something to, to that. I don't know that they set a, a precedent because we know they moved off of Amari because they don't like Amari. And it, it was petty reasons and whatnot. Um, and they said, screw it. We'll take whatever the hell we're going to get. So maybe there's something to both both sides of those. And I want to get to this DeForest Buckner, because I, I forgot I read that he doesn't have any more guaranteed money. So now, now you want to talk about getting greedy. Here's where I would get greedy. If they were to trade him, the Colts will get $19.7 million in cap savings for a, a rebuilding team. That's a lot of money to, to go into next year, free agency, and, and play around with. And Buckner wants to be on a contender. He's got two years left. His cap hit is, 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 is significant. It's $20 million in 2024. It's $19.7 this year. Now, if they make a trade, that's kind of maybe you can negotiate. You take some money. We'll take some money. And he's only $29 years old i don't know when his birthday is but it looks like he won't even be 30 so he's 29 he'll play this season at 29 hold up i ain't trying to look i ain't trying to talk y'all anything but hear me out 
you you so say you do trade for DeForest Buckner. I would actually extend DeForest Buckner. 29 years old. Defensive tackles can play today like 33, 34 years old. High level. Extend DeForest Buckner. Lower that cap hit the next two seasons. Again, my whole process has been two years. I'm trying to go at this thing for two years. Get two decent cap hit years out of this. Revisit that. Look. Hold on now. Wait a minute. Nah, I'm not going to put my mind into that. Nope. Now that makes look, I'm making sense. But 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 it's likely not going to cost you no fifth rounder. And Dallas is not trading second and third. They ain't in the business for that. Unless DeForest Buckner come out and you know sabotage his market a little bit, but Why y'all put this in my head? Let me get on the phone. Marv. What up, Marv? What up, fam? What's good with you? Hey, you just, you just made a good one here. Hey, hey look. might do it. Yeah, I'll give you that number five again. You can take another five. You're going to take that money off. You ain't got no more money. And they'll do that. They'll do it. Look, bro. You just put up some. They might be listening to you, you just did some still. He wanted them ones so too. You know, for for me, yeah. Marv, I would trade some some decent capital. I don't think Steven and them boys is in the, is in the business for that. But for me, I I'd be willing to come up off that capital, man, because DeForest Buckner would set this defense off crazy, and he'd be here for more than one year. Yep, he could redo his contract, and then uh, huh. and I ain't gonna lie, the Colts want to get rid of him. They, they'll take that fifth round of pick again just to get rid of that money. I'm telling Because they're in the rebuild mode. Right. They'll do that. And then you go get your boy. Which one You which one is the best one? Aishon or uh, uh, your boy? I think the guy from Baltimore is better penetrating. Who you talking about? Oh, you're talking about still bringing another defensive tackle? With him, yeah. Uh... I mean, if we're if we're just gonna play hypothetical, I probably go if I'm gonna get Buckner, I, I probably go trash can full of dirt type. I, a Hankins, I bring back a Hankins or or Aishon, or if I want a veteran like that, I I would. It'd be more of a more of a three three thirty type of dude, nose tackle type of dude, because Buckner and Calais Campbell yeah. are similar. Although, look, bring in Campbell. Campbell's a beast too, but it'd be more of a trash can full of dirt type. So, uh, is Aishon better than Hankins? Aishon better than Hankins? Yeah. That's fair. I mean. Which one is better? I would probably say so. Yeah. I mean, at this point in their careers, I think, yeah. And he's younger. He's younger. So, yeah. So, you do that trade. Look at this. Now, look at this Cowboy family still. This will be the ultimate thing. To put the whipped cream on the top so you cowboys can, you can really talk stuff to them feagles. You go on and make that deal, trade the fifth round pick, you redo his contract, so, then you sign Aishon, and then you do the Bobby Wagner. Hey, yo, come on. <laughs> Yo, what what happened to Marv, y'all? Y'all remember just last week, Mr. I'm Cat Boy Jr. 
I don't want none of this. We ain't spending no money. I ain't trading this and that. Boy, they go out and get Cooks and Gilmore. He like, well, wait a minute now. Hear me out. All of a sudden, you funny, Mar. We can't get all that. that happened Mar, with you, Mar, we can't do all that now. Hey, when did we do a positive contract? Then H-Town, because they going to want to win the Super Bowl. H-Town said, man, Damn. I'll sign for five mil. And you might get Bobby Wagner for five mil. Bro. You never know. You're right. We never know. If that happened, though. You're not, Still, you're, if that listen. happened, what happened? Would that be the best defense in the NFL? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Mark, now Bobby Wagner, DeForest Buckner, and, 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 and A'shaun? Come on. Come on, Mark. It's a 99 yeah. on Madden right there. So what would be your perk? Now, would, now you ain't got to worry about Now what you'll do now. You dropped it all off. Draft? I'm going to sleep. I don't give a damn about the draft. If you give me Bobby Wagner, DeForest Buckner, I, I don't care what they do. Now, now look, I'm I'm being for I'm playing around. I care, right? But bruh, they they could literally click auto draft and be fine. Cause I'm gonna tell you something right now. You go sign A Sean, you get Bobby, you get divorce Buckner. Nine draft picks aren't making this team. It's not happening. You're right. Yeah. Oh wait. I might even trade I might even trade that first round pick and and go get me one of these young bucks at a position, you know, second year in the league, third year in the league with a fifth-year option. So I don't know who that player is. And, 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 look, come on, man. Stop. Come on now, Marv. You but, then, me, but, but then you'll get your You're about wish. to make me go play mad. <laughs> then you can make your – you can draft, you can give up your first because you say a lot of them ain't going to make the team. Or you give up <laughs> one and three to go down and move down and get who? Who you'll move down and get? We're going to give up one and three to move down and get who? Carter? Hey, Magic City, look, fam, I don't, it don't matter who they get. Do you hear what you just told me? It, I, I truly don't care. I, I mean, look, man, I know I'm supposed to give you these, these deep analysis, but if you went and did what you just said, it doesn't matter. Think about it. Whoever they get at tackle, okay, maybe they play with somebody get hurt. Whoever they get at defensive tackle, if they draft one in the round, he ain't playing. Uh, wide receiver, Ah, he going to develop year one. He ain't going to play that much either. Tight end, maybe that's where you can argue that guy might play some. Uh, who else are we in the market for? Linebacker, uh, maybe you can argue that. But it don't really matter, Mar, if they go out and do what you said. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even sweat it. I just wait to pick 26 came. They make the pick. Let's celebrate. Let's break it down. Woo! That team will be a killer. Uh, the middle. It's always the middle for the Cowboys. Man, that middle. take care of that middle, that middle. And we'll be or because I want that defense like that Baltimore Ravens defense. I feel you. If we can't score, you can't score. Facts. That's how I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how you win the Super Bowl. And that yeah. takes the pressure off of Dak Prescott because they ain't got to do much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just right, keep man. it. That's how, that's how the Ravens won. But <laughs> uh, love your show, man. And uh, I don't want to hear about no Hopkins no more. On the show, tell the fans oh. something calling in about. Oh, you don't want to hear about Hopkins, but Bobby Wagner and DeForest no. Buckner's all right. That's it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Marv, I'm about That's that. all I want to hear. Oh right, man, no. <laughs> Marv, boy, he go with the wind. I love it. That Miller. Uh, yo, this is a this is a fantastic. This is a fantastic super chat. Where you where'd you go? Where'd you go? Here you go. We don't wipe them 304s, Chris said. Super chat. 
Marv be like, number 92 from Indiana, DeMorris Luckner. <laughs> That's exactly what he would do, too. That's exactly what he would do. Uh, DeMario, if I'm saying that right, drop one. Super chat. He said, do you think we bring back Hankins and, and draft the guy from Michigan and let him learn for our future? Look, I know I'm in. I'm 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 in on Mozzie Smith. Let's let's see, man. Let's see what them 30 visits is looking like. If he come in for a 30 visit, he he in play. Uh draft Mozzie. Bring back Hank. Yeah, man, I don't think that's out of question. Now Bohanna's probably gonna get kicked off the roster if you if you do that. I mean, because I don't think I'm cutting Hankins, and obviously you drafted Mozzie for Bohanna. So Bohanna would have to step up. Big time, but you here's the beauty of if you sign any of these dudes, in, in, including Jonathan Hankins, they don't stop you from taking a dude if you want to take a dude. But these are the options that if you are out on drafting a dude at defensive tackle in the top, you know, two rounds, you do this and you draft a big fat one tech in round five, six, or seven, and you just roll it out. You know what? I'm glad Marv went, went all Madden on me because that just straight up just brought me back to reality. I don't know why I'm looking into some damn DeForest Buckner. That ain't happening. My man Marv said he don't drink. All right? He don't drink. He just, he just feeling, he just, you know, off the Cowboys high. I feel you, Marv. I feel you. We love you, dog. Uh, five, six, two. What it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, Sky? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. It's Tony, man. Um, hey, I, I, uh, I wanted to ask two quick questions, bro. Um, I was looking at um, some of Emmett Smith's highlight films, right? Uh, looking at running backs. Looking at who? And you know Emmett Smith. Emmett okay. Smith. Okay. From his uh, college and high school uh, films on YouTube last night. Emmett Smith Jr. And, uh, or the, the actual Emmett Smith? No, 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 the actual Emmett Smith. Gotcha. The old, old, you know, some old school video. Oh, I, remember in Florida. I got, you. I got you. Yeah, and you know what, man? I, I, I'm looking at that. You, that running back from UCLA. And Charbonnet. It's a lot of similar. Yeah, it's a lot of similarities, bro. Between between they, they stop. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm at work. Yeah, I, I, I was sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to ask about that. You can talk about that, or if you haven't looked at it yet. And also, um, there's a receiver, man, that pretty fast nobody really talking about from Nebraska. Um, I think he ran like a 4-3. He ran faster than um, the guy from Tennessee. 6-4 kid. Um, I think it's in Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Um, Marv talked about him, I think. Are you, are you have? Okay, okay. No, no, I, I, Marv, I, think, I, think, I think Marv brought him up at, at, at one point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. man, um... I, I think, man, he probably can get, get right, him, no, you know, later around. Um, and he bring, he's actually faster than the guy from Tennessee. Um, so I just wanted to you, you can talk about those two guys, man. And um, also that deep tackle, man, from Pitt, man. Um, I'm kind of liking him, man, also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, if you get a, a guy, a passer up the middle and on the side, Hey, bro, that that that'll be tough to deal with, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me let me attack those. I, I, I all right, I got you, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate. You. All right, bro. 
Swain's a nut. Swain said, my man on the loudspeaker. Appreciate you, fam. Um, so we're talking about Charbonnet, Palmer, and Cansey. I'll start backwards with Cansey. Uh, I don't think... Oh, let's just bring Charbonnet back up here. I don't think Cansey is, is an option because they got a lot of three techs already on the team. Uh, Charbonnet, we were watching here. He's he, he, comparing them to Emmett. I don't... I, look, I wasn't around for Florida Emmett, so I can't really. I'd have to go watch the highlights like you said. But we got old heads in here. Maybe they can they can attest to if he looks like an Emmett Smith. He damn sure ain't built like Emmett Smith. Uh, but we talked about Charbonnet with, with uh, Foots. Make sure you go back and check that episode out. He was the first guy uh, we mentioned where I said that, you know, from a size standpoint, he compliments the running back room because uh, prior to Ronald Jones, they needed kind of a bigger body. He just didn't play like a run. Now, I'll tell you this. Ronald Jones runs harder. And finishes harder, I should say, than Charbonnet. But uh, Charbonnet has has solid wiggle. I mean, you'll see it here in open space. He's just breaking these dudes. But it's not like his his, his feet are. This ain't Gibbs we're talking about. But for for a bigger guy, he, he's shifty. You know, he's shifty, uh, and he can obviously be a guy that you probably put in on, on passing downs to catch up the backfield and block because he got the size. But I, I don't know about the Emmett situation. And who was other Trey Palmer? Fourth, fifth round? Is that what we're looking at, Professor O? Fast dude, athletic dude? Sure. I don't think you can ignore the wide receiver position completely now. Like, we can go into day three and four, grab a guy, say, come in here and compete with these other dudes. But, uh, yeah, man, look. Speed, speed, speed. Give me speed. I ain't. I, I would never turn down speed. <laughs> three, four. Okay, so not four, five, more three, four. All right. Get five six one and Tony from Tampa. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Good stuff today. Good stuff. Uh five six one. Did I get you? Nope, I didn't. What's up? I, I didn't know people you and Marv's age still play Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. But Marv is about to make me go play Madden. The way he's talking about getting Buckner <laughs> and 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 uh, uh Wagner and whatnot. Hey, so I wanted to ask you, since this is the offseason of kind of the Jones boys atoning for their sins and kind of changing up their ways, do you think with their moves they're more likely or less likely to do their – take a risk in the second round of the draft uh, like they usually do? Man, look, man, they got to stop with that. They got to stop with that. Right. Because mo- most teams do it later in the, in the draft, right? Yeah. And we'd yeah. like to do it in the second round. So do you think they're more likely or less likely? Doesn't it feel like – so you're saying based off of what's happening this offseason, are they more or less likely? Right. If we're talking about being, you know, risk, I mean, it seems like they'd be more likely. But they're, they're fresh off of a, of a bad investment in, in, you know, boss man fat. So maybe that'll scare a little sense into them a little bit. So, But who would that yeah. – I mean, maybe do you have any, a- any players? You got any kind of those red flag players in the second round you're thinking about? Um, no, I mean, I haven't studied like I usually do. I've just been okay. listening to, you know, Professor O and you guys and stuff this year. So I don't really have a guy in mind. I just know, like, mate, are they more more likely to go for that one tech or a guy with injury or a guy with off-field as early? Now, see, I don't necessarily think on it. taking a defensive tackle, you know, round two would be similar to the, to the risk that they've taken. The risk that they've taken in round two are hurt guys and red flag guys. Hurt guys right. in, in Sean Lee, Bruce Carter, uh, 
um, recent, more recently, Randy Gregory, Jalen Smith, hurt guys, red flag guys, uh, boss man fat, Randy Gregory. Like those, those are the type of guys in the second round that they've historically taken. And, and he's come out and said it. You know, Jerry, yeah, that second round. The second round is where he likes to take risk. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Oh, and I one more thing. So I had mentioned yesterday how I felt Bobby Wagner isn't as athletic, you know, as we all think he is. And I'm not saying that he was bad or he had a oh, bad this year. Oh, it's A-Ron? But I don't – yeah, it is. It's Come A-Ron. on, dog. I'll save your name. So I'm, I'm just worried about putting a non – a you know, a old, an older Bobby Wagner next to LVE. That's my only worry, you know, because I know, know he'll process it. He'll make the right reads, but – this, we saw that with Barr, who is not as much as good of a processor as Wagner. We but saw it with who? Oh, Barr. Barr. With Anthony Barr. So I wouldn't want if so, I were to sign Wagner, I wouldn't want to put him on the outside. I would just move LVE out there. I let him run sideline to sideline, and then put Bobby in the middle. Do you think? I don't think LVE can play outside. He has. He's done it before until he was asked to move inside. Yeah. You know, go look at his rookie year. He was doing a lot of things sideline. Now, again, we're talking about rookie year after the injuries, things like that. So right. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, he could, I guess he could yeah. play the wheel if he if we got that. I mean, that, that if we're if we're being Talk honest, that's probably where the dude needs to be playing because the wheel linebacker, yeah, you don't want him to be touched. Right. He's the guy that gets the yep. free reign. You don't got to deal with those centers and guards and, and, and being the, the guy that, that initiates the contact at the hole. Now, is he is he athletically gifted as some of these other, you know, guys like a Damone Clark or, or the, the if you want to talk about the all-time greats of the world, like Derek Brooks is? No. But if we're talking about protecting LVE and, and what he does best, which is keeping him clean, that's kind of where you want to put him. He's just not built like that. He's built like a traditional middle linebacker. So if we were to get Wagner, I'm with you in the sense of I don't know that I want Wagner to play Will because he's such a master at line, middle linebacker. So if I had to Correct. make the decision, I would rather flip it. Uh, but me personally, I, I'd say, hey, Bobby, Damone, Clark, and let's go. But but they would never do that. They love LVE. Right, right. No, no I, and I can be talked into whatever as long as it makes sense. I agree with you. If the plan is move LVE, then sure, sign me up for Wagner. Here's but the plan. If it's vice versa, no thank you. The plan is you get you bring in Bobby Wagner. I don't give a damn about LV. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> LV can sit on down Love for it. two, three million dollars. I don't I don't care. Love but but if you had to make Love a decision it. between the two, I'm putting the master hall of famer in the middle and then you can figure out LV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. All right, cool. Yes, sir. All right, guy. Appreciate talking to you, bro. Always, man. Good stuff. LVE, if you're listening, man, he, did, he had a good year and everything, but we talking about Bobby Wagner, sir. We talking about Bobby Wagner. <laughs> you know how pissed off LVE would be? Like, he didn't, he, he's not the leader of the defense or anything like that, but he is kind of the quarterback of that second level. He helped out the linebackers and everything like that, but we're talking about Bobby Wagner, Dan Quinn, reunited. Michael Parsons, it could be Bobby Wagner standing right here, LVE right in front of him. Michael Parsons is going to be like, excuse me, sir. What you say, Bobby? What you say, Bob? Robert? Whatever his real name is. That might piss off LVE, but guess what? When LVE plays pissed off, he plays a little better. 
when they when they got rid of his buddy, his best friend, he came out had a fantastic game against the Giants. You know, last year when uh, you know he got in the locker room and he start chirping about you know we, we you know got to stop playing hero ball, do your job, yada yada yada. He came out and played better the next week. So when he's pissed off, he plays better. But look, man, you signed Bobby Wagner, I don't care what you do with LV. Better dudes. Put Bobby Wagner in the miller. Come on now. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, um, I'm not saying he's a prototypical outside linebacker. But, talking about LV, but would you agree he's the guy you don't want, you know, ramming into the middle, um, uh, yeah, the middle, right? Ramming into the, the centers and the guards and initiating the contact. Hell, this is how he gets dinged up every goddamn year, it feels like. He, you know, the neck injury, the... He's not that guy, but he's built that way. He's 6'5", 250, 260. He is your middle linebacker of the 1995s, right? Like, he's built that way, so he's got to play there. But when LVE is his best, it's when he's not being touched. It's when he's able to roam. It's when he's able to just fire downhill or or, or fire sideline to sideline without having to, to sift through trash. And in reality, your will is supposed to be that guy that you keep clean anyway, so... Not a guy that I would look at as a will, but if we talk about between them two, man, you can put him out there. I don't give Man, what you do with him? I don't care. We got Bobby Wagner, sir. Tony from Tampa, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Scott? What's going on, man? Hey, man, having a good time talking to y'all. Yeah, no question. I'm feeling the heat on these Miami streets, man. I'm out here in Miami right now, man. It's, get, it's getting hot down there. We, our temperature's starting to turn up man. down here in Dallas, too, fam. Yeah, man, our winter was over in February, man. So, hey, but yeah, man, I like uh, I like what you was talking about. Uh, I like tackles, man. Uh, the defensive tackle out of Michigan, and I uh, Mazi, Mazi, yeah. I really like him, and yeah, I really like him, man. Uh, uh, as far as getting Bobby Wagner, you get somebody like that, uh, that boy out of Michigan, man, and then you get Bobby Wagner. You talking about a man, uh. <laughs> it might be a mad roster in a few minutes. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, all the moves they didn't make it, man. I, I've been coming out, the, man, take, taking my head out the dirt. I've been talking a little smack, you know, uh, with Diggs and uh, uh, um, the old boy at the corners, man. So I, uh, I've, been, I've been talking a little smack, man. You talking about Cooks? Uh, talking about Cooks and Gilmore? No, get, yeah, get, I've been talking a little shit, man. Hey. So you know, hope I ain't setting myself up. But you know, you know how I go. Look, man. You know, I'm they, like, who y'all gonna throw to? Who y'all gonna throw to? <laughs> they giving us a reason, all right? They giving us a reason to drink a little bit of Kool Aid. Like I said, a little sip, take a little sip of the Kool Aid. They giving us a reason. You know, last year we had to talk ourselves yeah. into it. Ah, man, we I, yeah. we be all right. When Michael Gallup come back, we we'll be fine, right? Like we had to talk ourselves in, into certain <laughs> certain things. James Washington gonna be fine. He go he go he go help out this this wide receiver. We had to talk ourselves into it. We ain't got to talk ourselves. Hey, into you know we, know we know we normally do that with the draft. People are like, oh yeah, that boy's gonna be the truth. Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I like that man. I like the moves they be making, man. Uh, Wagner, man. That's man. That's that's. Just to imagine that, man. That's crazy. But uh, I like that boy out of Michigan, man. I can't hear you. 
I said it'd be fun getting Wagner, but but uh, Mozzie Smith, yeah, I like him as well, brother. I like him as well. But you breaking up a little yeah, bit, Tony. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you go, but appreciate you checking in with us. All right, man. As always, man. Always. Yes, sir. My guy Tony from Tampa. Cap, Cap said one slant. Watched it. James Washington got one route this year, one attempt, one target, and got his bell rung. And they said, "You got out of here, bro." Yeah, out of here. Hey, Brian. hey, look, if the Cowboys draft or sign a guy with the last name Washington and he's a hit, Law got to do something with this James Washington thing, man. That's pretty That's pretty dope. It's fun. Uh, JT dropped. Nah, he ain't dropped one, but JT's in the chat. and said, D-Hop for a fifth. What the F can we call? I don't. Oh, I got one for you. So JT the pipe player. I don't know if you was in here a little bit earlier. We were, we having fun with kind of this fantasy land of, of acquisitions because the Cowboys are giving us some carrots to, to to have this fun with. Cowboys Nation. D Hop's trade value has dropped. The Cowboys have been trading fifth round picks for quality guys. DeForest Buckner comes out and says, "I want to I want to be on a contender." DeAndre Hopkins, DeForest Buckner. Mm. DeAndre Hopkins, DeForest Buckner. Put it in the chat. Newt, Hop, Buck. Who would you want? Let's say. Yes, 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 exactly, L. This is Hear Me Out segment part two. I might have to turn that into a thing, by the way. Let's say you can go out and make this trade. For, they both expensive. Boris Buckner, D-Hop. I think it's easy. I'm going to read what y'all think. Thank you. Thank you. Twan said, Buck. Glenn says, Hopkins. Jamie, you ain't playing a game right. Jamie going to say both. Mel said, Buckner. <laughs> Greg said, I hop. Uh, Chris Buckner, Nuke. Uh, Kelvin says, Nuke. Tino, Buck. Alex, Nuke. Two Broke says, Buck. Roberto says Buck. Brian says Buck. Todd D. Hop. Willie Buckner. T. Dub Buckner. Y'all, it's DeForest Buckner. It's, it's DeForest Buckner, y'all. And I'm not about to sit here and shit on DeAndre Hopkins. I just want to give y'all the reasons to why it's DeForest Buckner. First of all, he's 29 years old. He's going to play this season at 29 years old. So you can legitimately, you know, sign that man or trade for that man, extend him. And he's a guy that plays. Let me just let me just go make sure I ain't tripping. Yep. 15, 16, 16, 16, 14, 16. He's a guy that's going to play for you. It's not a hurt guy. It's not an in-trouble guy. This ain't none of that. And it's a position of immense need. Dallas just traded for Brandon Cooks. If we keep it in the bean, you don't need DeAndre Hopkins. So if we're, if we're talking about, you know, the box of, you know, need and want or luxury and need, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people say you just get dudes. That's true. Scratch the need, just get dudes. B- BPA, best player available. Some people will say DeAndre Hopkins is better than DeForest Buckner. Best player available, a position of need. The Cowboys need a Buckner. They don't need a DeAndre Hopkins. They'd walk him with DeAndre Hopkins. They'd be a luxury on this team, but they need a buck. So this is easy to me. Just get me. You get me DeForest Buckner. Come on, man. It's not cap. How was that cap? Tell me how DeForest Buckner 
over DeAndre Hopkins' cap, dog. That man is an all-pro, arguably top three, four defensive tackle, whatever you want to call it in this league, man. D-Hop is a beast too. But but you don't need DeAndre Hopkins anymore. We're talking about these two. Do need Buck. T-Dub said Buck playing every down. Facts. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins didn't do it. CD's here. Nuck if you buck. I'm good either way, says L. That's true, too. But but I'm just saying, we're going to put y'all against each other. Buckner or, or D-Hop. I'm going Buckner all the way. Um, And cap space doesn't even really matter. They both going to be expensive. But here's the beauty. You can extend uh, Buckner. Where I don't know if anybody's really trying to extend DeAndre Hopkins as opposed to just throw some fake years and, and, and lower his cap hit. You can legitimately extend Buckner with the thought process of I'm keeping this dude for the next four years. D-line would be stupid, Twan. Buck is a no-brainer. Uh, that's easy. Then you can really draft anyone. I mean, you can, yeah, facts. Nuck if you buck is crazy out. <laughs> Nuke if you buck. Nah, uh, Cowboys got to beef up the old line in the first and second rounds. Marcelo, I think what we're going to do is, 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 is turn our attention to the offensive line tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Friday, so maybe not. Maybe do it Monday. Uh, I'm going to drop a... Um, I'm going to drop the mailbag segment, I think, tomorrow. But we do got to turn our attention to the offensive line now. I'm I'm assuming, I'm under, I'm going to come under the assumption that they're going to sign a defensive tackle, whether it's Jonathan Hankins, one of these dudes. I feel like something like that is coming down the pipe. We'll see what happens. Uh, we know if you study the tendencies of a Dan Quinn with the Cowboys, that seems like a move to be made. Whether it be in free agency after the draft or in the draft, that position will get attacked. But I do think we need to revisit this offensive line now that certain guys are back. Uh, we re-signed new guys, and we let go of some other guys. Shore up these shore up these trenches, man. You got you got the skill positions. Just gotta shore up these trenches. So maybe we'll do that tomorrow. In the meantime, in between time, if y'all rock with the show today. Uh, hit that like button for me. Hit that like button for me. Come on back. I'll catch y'all later. Make sure y'all check out Mo later. He'll be here. A to Z Sports Primetime final show of the week. And let me catch these super chats because I did read most of them, but I want to make sure I get them all before we dip up out of here. No, Charles, the Forrest Buckner was not cut. Um, but it came out, I believe, yesterday that the Forrest Buckner wants to be traded and, and it would save the Colts about $20 million on a cap for a team that's rebuilding. I don't think he wants to be a part of that. And that's where the savviness has to come. You know, you, you don't got to trade round one, round two. If you can find something like this, where a guy is, wants to get out of here. However, I trade a second for the board. So. All right. Read that one, read that one. Glenn. Drop one earlier. Glenn said, Super chat. What would it cost to trade for Vita Vea? Is, is Vita Vea on the block? I keep hearing about Vita Vea. Is it because of the whole rebuilding thing? Similar situation? All right. Look, I got a little time. We ain't over time. Let me go see something real quick. I mean, it's probably going to cost you a day one or two pick. Vita Vea. Man, he got a lot of years left on this, too. And he's young. 
Oh, they're not. I mean, I mean, they could, but why would they would take a a uh, six fifteen million dollar cap hit, not savings cap hit on top of a twenty one million dollar dead money for this year. So I don't think they're trading him, but yeah, we're not going to entertain that one. So I don't think that's going to happen, man. You're better off trying to get get the Forrest Buckner. Two broke said, "F those picks, F the cap, go get Buckner." Come on, man. I'm gonna talk myself into it. That's right. Marcus, appreciate you. He says, Sky in the mornings, watch in the afternoons. Don't get no better, man. Make sure y'all check out all the other content creators in the meantime, in between time. You'll see uh, probably Landlord come on a little bit. Law, Law comes on. I, I said this before, Mark Holmes said it before, but I swear if we found a way to be able to, to, to get a network going, we could easily have our version of ESPNs and whatnot, and FS1s, where you got the morning show, you got the afternoon show, or, or, or mid-afternoon show, then you got... You know, Vacha show, which is about late afternoon, prime. We could do all of that. That's how deep we are, man. That's how deep we are. Get back. I think I missed. Yeah, Grant dropped one and said, if the cards only want a fifth or sixth for D-Hop, let's go get him. We, we've, we've definitely talked about that. Uh, and that's it. Sully dropped one yesterday, though. We didn't talk about this. He said, I want to I keep Turpin. I'm willing to give him this offseason and see what he can do. He literally played damn near 365 days of football. Oh, uh, that's fair. I think, I think Turpin's issue wasn't that he didn't show what he could do. He wasn't given a chance to show what he could do on offense. He, he became a little frustrating on, on special teams and dropping the ball and missing you know potential touchdowns. But, yeah, I'm willing to bring him into camp. Let's see what you can do, man. With that said, man, if y'all missed today's show, we talked about the top five or six guys at the defensive tackle position. I think the Cowboys can sign and help round out this roster. My number one guy being Calais Campbell. Uh, I think he's still got a lot left. If you missed it, hashtag run that thing back. Press this button. Thank you, Edwin. Appreciate the mod squad. I'll see y'all later on. Make sure y'all support Mo. If y'all don't want to do it via here, you can do it on a to z sportsdallas.com. And uh, yeah, we'll rock. Good Thursday show. Appreciate the super chats and the phone calls. The chat was lit as always. Love y'all. We out.